I'm Britton, and welcome to the Black Wolf Podcast. Welcome back to Black Wolf Podcast. Today I have on the show with me Greg Miller with Green Pro Painting. Thanks, Greg, for joining. I appreciate it. My man. pleasure. Thanks for coming Absolutely. out. So, so tell me a little bit about, I mean, obviously everybody knows Black Wolf is, is about talking about long, lo, local entrepreneurs, everything about Greenville, the upstate, talking about people that sort of, you know, they're not, might not be born and bred here, but they born and bred a company here and they've grown it from scratch, from the ground up. So tell me first Absolutely. off, before we go into Green Paint, Paint Pro, I mean, Green Pro Painting. Tell me a little bit about Greg Miller. Who's Greg Miller? Greg Miller, the entrepreneur. So, uh, always been into business. Grew up in New York, Long Island, which is about 800 miles away from here. Moved big difference. Here. Big, yeah. Big, big, big difference. <laughs> this is year 10. Well, actually, it's it's starting to get kind of similar with the traffic around here. Yeah, so. well, 85, 35. Yeah, we're, we're catching up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to have to move to Kansas next. I don't think anybody wants to live there. <laughs> Um, yeah, so moved here for the real estate market, okay. kind of had a young family, had kids when I was in my early 20s, always knew I wanted to be in business, studied architecture in okay. college and business as well. And um, at the time, my ex-wife had been a little further along in college, so we made the decision that she would finish. So she finished out her master's degree here in okay. South Carolina at UNC. So you originally came down for real estate. Real estate, yeah. Like selling like commercial real estate. I mean, residential. Both. both. Okay. I've had deals in commercial and uh, and residential okay, real estate. Gotcha, so gotcha. I flipped houses. I, I purchased buildings and. So what? I guess truly, what truly brought you to South Carolina? I mean, besides, I guess, I mean, real estate or um, I guess education wise, you said. Uh, you and your ex-wife for a little further. Well, for the yeah, I mean, but... doing research. I mean, at the time, it was it was kind of up and coming. It okay. was on those top ten lists that everybody's seeing nowadays. But I knew that the market was inexpensive to, okay. so there's a low barrier of entry to buy homes here. Yeah. And um, we had looked at houses in New York because we were getting married, having kids, and there was just nothing available. Yeah. So there was nothing that we could afford without working two jobs apiece at the time because we were young and coming up in our careers. Yeah. So we decided to go to a place that was a little more rural um, and try to make our own opportunity. Definitely, definitely. Well, I mean, I know the affordability down in the South is always known to be a lot cheaper and you get more more money for square footage than right. like in New York, like a studio apartment would cost you, you know? Yeah, my first apartment was actually, it, it was a one bedroom, I think it was 600 square feet. It cost me $1,300 a month. Jeez. Yeah. yeah down here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, now, but if you yeah. go downtown oh, yeah, now, true, I mean, you're I mean, paying $1,300 yeah. for a studio it, now. Exactly. But at exactly. the time when we moved here, you could get a same size apartment for 500 bucks. Yeah, true. So true. Yeah. it's changed quite a bit in 10 yeah. years. It has. It has. But I mean, it's also, as you know, people start moving into Green Greenville's, you know, I think it's like top 10 cities to move into the United States now. <laughs> and, I'm like, and you see all those signs saying, please, we're full. No yeah. more. I like, I like the, like all the articles lately in Greenville today where the people are saying, all right, we, it's enough. Yeah. We, yeah, everyone, exactly. we, everyone's come. We're good. <laughs> We've, saw, we've hit the quota. Yeah, I saw a uh, photo and there's all this like traffic on, I think it was 85 or 35, and it says, no more, we're full. We don't need any more traffic. And I was that. So, um, so we talked a little bit about Greg Miller. Tell me about your kids. So I have three kids. Okay. Uh, my oldest just turned 11. My middle child is nine, and I have one who's about to be eight. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So two boys and a girl. Ooh. And yeah, they're just they're just awesome. That's good. It's That's awesome. good. That's awesome. They're, they're kind of the motivator as well for the business. And, Absolutely. Well, I mean, you things. always want to do stuff like I know I I know as having a stepdaughter, not a true true. I mean, I it's, I consider mine. That's a good thing. Yeah. But absolutely. having your own kids, you want to sort of inspire them and let them drive you, and also show you, hey, I'm the father, but also I run a business, and you can help get me where I need to be as a small little motivator. Surely. On a daily basis. It really helps too. I mean, you know, at times when you're an entrepreneur, it's it's a it is an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. So you're yeah. always you got these high highs and low lows, and and having your why 
and the foundation be part of your family is huge yeah, because absolutely. when you think about your children and on a day, for example, where you might not want to get out of bed and you're like tired and like, I'll just stay in and watch movies today. I'm going to call out a sick to work. You decide not to do that because you realize that so many people are dependent on you. Absolutely. Not absolutely. only that, but as you grow your company, your employees as well. Definitely. So tell me about Green Pro Painting. Obviously, you talked about, you know, growing your company. Yeah. You talked about yeah. the kids being the motivation, the why factor behind that. Right. First, tell me. What is Green Pro Painting? So Green Pro Painting is currently in this in this uh, model a commercial painting company. Okay, so, we, so commercial. We do, we do mainly doctor's offices, fast food restaurants, factories, uh, multifamily. So right now we're doing this high-rise building downtown Greenville, which is really nice high-end condos. Okay. It's on Markley right near the baseball field. Definitely. That's one of our jobs we have going. So it, it's kind of a mixture of, of different types of structures. Well, but. I guess uh, I, I'm not from the painting industry, so I might seem stupid when I ask this, but it's like just outside painting, inside painting? It's like, both. It's okay, because yeah. I, yeah. like so, I see like, you know, the, the people doing the painting on the outside, but inside you think about just someone coming in and doing a paintbrush. It's a great question. No, it's, it's total, total truth. Um, coatings is the largest industry in the world, actually. So there's so many different types of, co types of coatings. There's, there's roofing, there's automotive coatings, coatings on everything that you deal with in your life like for example these mics yep. have coatings on them uh, so there are a lot of different types of businesses okay. that you could be in but for this specific genre we paint interiors and exteriors of okay. buildings okay gotcha gotcha and obviously so. there's different paints that go from interiors to exteriors because exteriors have to make sure they you know, mount against the weather where interiors right. not so much unless it's you know humidity I guess exactly um, but yeah so basically like a UV protectant would be the okay. difference so okay. keeps the paint from fading and also getting mold gotcha so tell me why the name Green Pro. I well, guess. you know, I had toyed around for a while. I knew I knew that I was starting a painting company when I moved here and really didn't have any marketing or anything. That was the only thing that I had decided on. And I, I, was, I tossed up between a couple of names, but the Green Pro, the origin of that is really about environmentally friendly. Okay. So in the early stages of the business, it wasn't quite as wildly adopted as it is now for yeah. people to use these low VOC paints. And it was something I kind of brought from New York and California, just taking a little bit of information from them and, and people that are in the industry, learning about the products and realizing, like, you really do have an impact on, on the environment. Absolutely. Yeah, no, so, when I think about how Greenville's growing now with the organic side, with, you know, the, 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 the I guess, the environmental friendly stuff. And you started that 10 years ago before it even took off. Well, it, and it was, it was already taken off in New York, so I just kind of, yeah, you know. Brought it out of the South. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Nice. And uh, they, the products have improved quite a bit. Even the building owners are getting credits back for using environmentally friendly really? products. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So, so they are a little bit more expensive to buy because they're using better quality stuff, yeah. but... I mean, you pay for what you get. That's the, that, in, in your industry, I'm sure that's, I mean, I'm not going to go to Home Depot and just buy some random paint and throw it on my wall. It's like, oh, that's cool. I don't know what type of paint. It's the cheapest I could find when, right. you know, it might not be the best thing for my walls. Right. So, Absolutely. So tell me, how many employees do you have? So presently, we have seven in the field. We have a bookkeeper, an estimator, and also um, an office manager. Okay. So tell so. me sort of. Go through a day in Green Pro paintings, sort of. I know I know you have a lot of different projects, a lot of different things sure. going on. Or even just go go through a day and as the owner, go through your daily routine. If it's you know going to visit, I know you know we we were going to meet earlier today, but we didn't get to go visit a site. Right. Or yeah. if it's you know going uh, to go visit specific you know your your accounts in, in the field, or if it's make sure you meet with your bookkeeper. What's a day for Greg Miller in Green Pro painting? So. 
I've kind of refined it over the years and break it. I could break it down for you how I how I lay it out. So for for me, Mondays are finalizing payroll. Okay. So getting the spreadsheets together for that, correcting any mistakes that people might have. Okay. So we have a clock in system. It's a it's a digital system. Sometimes people forget to clock out. So we go in and we correct those hours, submit them to bookkeeping. Yeah. And then also follow up on projects. Okay. So for me, I kind of share a project management role as well as leadership and Absolutely. development of the business. So I kind of make sure that projects have colors selected, make sure that our guys have all the correct information about a project. So I put all that together for them Absolutely. and then put it in a package for them and send it to them. So yes. Mondays are usually that. Tuesdays are a bid day. So I will go and do on-site bids and measure buildings. So that'll be for repaints. So churches, anything, things of that nature. And also finishing up any paper bids I might have. So okay. we do commercial new construction, which is reading drawings. Okay. So we work on that. Wednesdays for us are financial days. So we're paying bills, receiving checks, um, you know, taking care of payroll and financial stuff and then thursdays are a bid day as well fridays are kind of a marketing day and yeah. i try to keep that loose in case there's, there's some golf that comes up oh golf i, I haven't played that in <laughs> with the weather <laughs> i can't play golf to save my life so it's not my strong suit but i always have the idea of you know maybe one day i'll pick up some golf well, with, top, with top golf coming in town that might work <clears> just know? to play i mean i've heard it's freaking expensive out the roof really so yeah yeah i mean that's all we need for like a for like uh what was it? Uh, for family of four, they say it's gonna be like one hundred and eighty dollars. Wow. Yeah. So the kids yeah. won't be playing that. Nope. Uh, like, you better make sure you hit every ball that comes up right now. Save me tickets. Money for all year because <laughs> exactly. that's what it's gonna take. Exactly. That's crazy. No. Um. So obviously, with you starting this company and and you know you have all these employees, you have all this you know structure. And that's the good thing I've listened. Like you have specific specific days for specific things, and right. that's the way you have it organized out. So you can make sure you stay on top of things entrepreneurship and the start of this from the very beginning obviously with all your employees now where you started to where you are tell me about the ups and downs from green pro from the very beginning to now 10 years later down the road where you're at you're established obviously you know we're, we're gonna go we're go more in depth about you know how you know you do these bidding type of things sure but, yeah um, tell me about you know the ups and downs so far for your company so <laughs> i mean i'm sure there are it's, a lot but the same sense is it's a good question um i know i'm sure anybody that's listening to this that's an entrepreneur has seen that graph where it's it's just a line graph and it's it's kind of bouncing around like yeah. this so it says you know it's for an entrepreneur it's a life of an entrepreneur it's like oh i can't wait to do this i don't know why i did this yeah. this is going great my life sucks and yeah. it just bounces around so it's been 10 years of a literal roller coaster yeah. like there have been times i'm like i can't believe what I've accomplished and what my team has helped me accomplish. And then there are other days it's like, why am I still in this rat race, you know, where yeah. you're chasing money and um, there are definitely gloomy days with it for Absolutely. sure. But um, <laughs> there's been a lot of ups and downs. So we scaled rather quickly in the beginning and I didn't have any of this infrastructure set up that I do now. Um, this is through countless hours of reading and self teaching and, and watching podcasts like this one and going to seminars and just putting in those hours, putting in that work to learn what mistakes you're making and try and, you know, stop them from happening in the future. Definitely. But we've had, we've had crazy stuff happen. I can tell you one story that this is one I always, always share whenever I'm doing an interview with somebody, but I just kind of branched out and really started dialing my marketing and I was getting all these big jobs. First big commercial job, we did this, was it a, um, athletic facility for a college local okay. college christian college yeah 
It was enormous. They built a bowling alley. They had a Papa John's restaurant in it. They had a full gymnasium, a full Olympic-sized swimming pool. So we kick off the job with painting the structural steel, which holds the roof together for the pool. Easy stuff. Um, You know, basically painting I-beams and the ceiling structure, roof joists. So we had originally talked to the contractor about doing this on sole horses on the ground or spraying them on a you know, basically a level surface, yeah. we use this super advanced product that's a it's an epoxy basically, and <laughs> we're out there. They erect all the steel. They call us. They're like, "Oh, we're ready for you to paint." We go out there. It's it's the the game had totally changed, and I was so new that I didn't even know that I could, you know, do a timeout on that yeah. and say, "Hey, yeah. this has changed the scope of work considerably. We're gonna have to charge you more for this and take our time to do it." So what do we do? We put it inside the spray pump and we start going to town. And everything's going really well. I'm hiring people. I set my guys up on this job. I leave. Get a phone call a couple days later from the mayor of this town. <laughs> the mayor? The mayor called my cell phone directly. So I was like, hello? Did you get a voicemail or did you actually just oh, start answering? No, answer? I, at the time I had answered all my okay. calls. I wasn't screening <laughs> yeah. calls at that point. So I did, any call that came in, I was yeah. doing a Wahoo. Yeah. 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 Calling me. So I pick up the phone and here he is. This is the, the mayor of, of this town. And he says, uh, he says, ah, how are you doing today? I said, I'm doing well. You know, to what's my other pleasure? Yeah. Like the first you know, politician that's ever called me. Uh, he says, well, this isn't, this isn't a good call. And I said, oh, okay, great. So... I said, lay it on me, you know, what's going on? He said, well, you know, you guys are out here painting the college, and uh, we got a little overspray situation on, on some of the cars here at the at the local um, municipality building. So I said, okay, uh, what is what does that look like? He's like, well, we just received delivery of all of our bland, brand new police force cars, so uh, they uh, they haven't even been lettered or anything yet, and, and they're, he's like, there's a lot of white paint on them. Okay, all right. So I'm thinking in my head, like, oh, we'll just get these cars washed. It's no big deal, yeah. right? So I immediately spray into action, find a mobile detailer to get out there, and start washing these cars right yeah. away. Well, that was that was slick. It's epoxy. Yeah. So epoxy is not a water-based paint, and it doesn't wash off with water, no matter how much pressure you put <laughs> to it. So long and the short of it, uh, this was my largest job to date, and it was also my biggest failure to date. Gotcha, so. Gotcha. Uh, Long story short, we ended up having to repaint some cars. The whole town got a free car wash um, and detail on their vehicle from us, and and it was a huge learning yeah, experience. Yeah, it yeah, really true, was true. Oof. I can't even imagine brand new cars with paint on them, and I don't know paint. I mean, it, yeah, so. it was. It, it basically looked like it snowed on the cars, mm, and yeah. the the one thing, the one saving grace about it. So through insurance, you have there's a caveat in there where. It's individual claims per vehicles. So if something happens to a vehicle, it's 250 bucks per vehicle. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. But it's per incident per owner. So if you hit two cars, one house, one incident. So yeah. the municipality building actually saved us because they had 30 vehicles outside. Yeah. And it was one claim. Yeah. Good, so, good. Yeah, that was that was the that was the you know the takeaway from that the bright side of it. <laughs> well, I, I just think I just think overall. I mean, do you think I I'm just thinking about it as a as an eyes looking in. Was there anything wrong with them how they were painting things that the paint got out? Or well, not necessarily. I know the, I know the issue's dead and gone and the, dies. The problem and, was the height that the steel was was installed. Gotcha. 
the wind is above, it was above the trees. Gotcha, so gotcha. the wind just picked it up and yeah, carried exactly. it all over the place in the atmosphere. And the way that epoxy works is that it doesn't dry, it cures. Okay. So it cures from the inside out. Exactly. And, it, and it's a duration of time. Gotcha, and no gotcha. matter what you do, it's a duration of time. Yeah, yeah. So it's unlike other paints where they land on something and they, they take take a minute to dry. This exactly. stuff hits the car and it sticks instantly. Exactly. Okay. Ooh. So interesting. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a down. Yeah. But still, I mean, like at least the, the insurance saved you, but also it was, it was a learning curve. But it was also one of those things that it was your first huge job, the big one, the best one, and then it was also a um, learning moment. I've I mean, I've realized that starting out this only my company for a year that right. there's been things that are like, oh, this is awesome. Oh crap! This person take up so much of my time. Next time, mm -mm, I'm gonna have like a limit on my time, a limit on this, a limit yeah. on that. So I mean, yeah, and and you know you kind of. When you go into business and maybe you know your craft, right? So you know a little bit about marketing and how it works and working with people, but you don't know all those nuances that happen behind the scenes. Yeah. And that's why most people aren't entrepreneurs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. let's face it, it's it's really tough. Well, it I really think is. I think of that um, that illustration that Gary Vee put up once. He says, you know, you could be a nine to five and make the same amount of money every two weeks. And it shows a graph. Everybody loves graphs. Yeah. Entrepreneurs yeah. are big on, we love right. graphs. We're like, show us so we're, awesome. we're not going to do it unless that graph is big enough. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But he's like, a nine to five, you make this much every two weeks. It never changes. It doesn't go down, doesn't go up. That's how much you make after taxes every two weeks. Entrepreneur, one week can make just about the same. The next week can make like 40 bucks. And after yeah. that, you can make like six grand. Then you can make $30. Like it's just a constant like up and down. I don't right. think people like to live with that stress or that anxiety of, okay, when's the next paycheck coming in? Okay, can I pay this? Can I pay that? Can I pay my guys? Can I do this? Right. And I think that's also another point of people not wanting to go into entrepreneurship and start something because someone told me uh, once that you need at least have probably a year's salary when you start a company because it probably take about a year till you start making really good money. I missed that lesson. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I probably had six months. I'm like, okay, I got six months to yeah. make this right. Oh man, so. yeah, no, I I dove in head first um, and just just built, yeah, you know, yeah. just. But you but but you built it from the ground up. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the biggest thing. Is this is this is your baby. This is this is your fourth child. Yeah. True. <laughs> so. But feels um, like a like a, a whole entire orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> like a well, yeah, exactly. come, come over, come over, come over. Um, so I guess you know, speaking with these you know these ups and downs and everything that's going on, you know, what would you tell others if they're looking to, to start something? I mean, because I want I want people to be inspired to do. Oh something. yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, and but, yeah, this but is... some people some people think about I'm just going to dive head first. I have an idea. I want to go for it, but they don't do the R and D into it, or they don't. Sure. What, would, what 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 type of tips would you give? I know probably a lot of some of the people part aren't probably aren't going into painting. Sure. But oh yeah, no, no, this is relatable but, business. Yeah, but yeah. from your experiences and especially you know you're I I think of you as an, an uh, like a wise owl because I love talking to you all the time about these. Bert, you do this. Bert, you do that. Yes, sir. Greg yeah. the man. I'm gonna. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm I mean, gonna draw it, stuff from you. So. It's uh, I I've I've had so many mentors over the years. I continue to do so. I mean, most of my my close friends in business are older people. Yeah. So I, I have a few tips actually. That is one, um, seek out a mentor, okay. you know, seek run your idea by them okay. and be serious when you approach them about okay. it, you know, value their time, go to where they are. Um, you know, make sure that you're driving the distance to go That's and cool. offer to buy them coffee, even though you might not have as much money as they do. It's, it's a token of gesture and, and appreciating and value the, their time. Absolutely. Um, I actually just, Last week, had coffee with this young guy who I met on Instagram. He, yeah. he said, uh, I posted a video about about becoming an entrepreneur and this exact question. And he hit me up in the DMs and he was like, hey, you know, I'm actually, 
you know, I could really use some advice. I'm, I'm not sure what to do. Yeah. Would you be willing to meet me? And I said, sure. And I, I gave him an, an, an address to a Starbucks that was near my house. And when it was convenient for me, he was there early. He had his questions ready. And he was a rock star, man. Awesome. And I'll be getting together with him on a regular basis just yeah. to help him through his journey and, and making decisions on it. But that's one. This kid's seeking out a mentor. He had an idea. He asked me about it. I gave him feedback. Yeah. So, um, you know, you not always you don't always have the best idea, right? So you might be reinventing the wheel. It might be something that you've already done before. You know a lot of people have done it as well. So you gotta realize that you have to set yourself apart somehow. So do your research, know who your competitors are, but in reality, we all know this as entrepreneurs, seasoned entrepreneurs, you're really in competition with yourself. Absolutely. So yeah. paying attention to what somebody else does at the point of execution is kind of irrelevant. Doing the best job that you can at customer service in the beginning is really important yeah, yeah. because that is something that's dying right now. Is people, you know, they're they're outsourcing these phone calls to to you know offshore accounts and they're not taking the time to listen to what their customers are saying. Exactly. So be present. Make sure that you're paying attention to what people are saying. If you're going to sell a product, whether it be some supplements or something of that nature, Tim Ferriss says this too, you know, he streamlined his customer service process. So he said any complaint that's under $100, send them whatever they want. Yeah. Send them two. You know, if they're complaining about something, send them a different thing. Yeah. Don't come to me unless it's over $100, overnight it, get it to him right away. Yeah. And it changed his business because yeah. he, he stopped making all these little, you know, minuscule decisions over a $100 bill. When you're when you're scaling your business and you're working with a lot of people, sometimes you have to make a sacrifice. Oh, absolutely, definitely, definitely. So find a mentor. Find a mentor. Customer service, be there, be present. Right. Any, any other tips? Yeah, tips? also too, I, I would say this, um, thinking that you have to have a perfect business plan in place is a total fallacy. Yeah. You don't have to have an English literature degree to start a business. Yeah. So if you have a good idea, you have strong knowledge about it, you're confident, do it. Yeah. Just get out there and do it. Your business card does not have to be a perfectly refined thing. Your logo, if it's a little granulated, as long as they can read the phone number, the email address, yeah. that's what matters. Exactly. Your exactly. website can be something that's not as nice. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That's irrelevant stuff. Absolutely true, true. Um, what would it, you have wished you would have known started this out? Um, what do I wish that I would have known? Uh, how much somebody's decisions can impact your business, I think. Okay. Okay. And um, also how to qualify better. Okay. I think that would have been a huge thing. So I think you started saying about a client taking up so much of your time exactly. before. Mm -hmm. So you have to realize too when to say quits. You know, okay. when to go, hey, this is not working out for me and I need to I need to consider a, an alternative here because you're really wasting double your time. Yeah. If you if you accept doing something for someone and it's taking up three times the amount of time for you, it, it just expands from there. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say be good at realizing when to trust your gut. Definitely. And for I, sure. I want to ask you this because obviously I'm in the, the still the, the very beginning phase of, of my company. Um, hiring the right people. Can you give me some tips and tricks on that and even other people? Um, yeah, absolutely. Because I, 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 I've, I've been trying to find the right people. <laughs> I, I want to punch half of them in the face. Um, <laughs> except for Jared. Love you, Jared. Um, but it, it's it's... What, since you have all the, the different employees, obviously about the culture, about the people sure. working with, um, giving people the right amount of responsibility and leadership to take a hold of something and go, but not give them so much where they take it and take advantage of the company or the person. Right. Um, dive into just a little bit. I know, you know, 
what you wish you would have known, I, I'll try on my side, I try to think if I know what I wish I would have known. I'm thinking like hire the right people. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think a big thing is realizing that what's written on the paper is not what's the most important thing. So somebody's experience doesn't necessarily tell you exactly what they're capable of. I yeah. mean, it's really easy to draft a resume and say that Louise a painting example you've been painting for 30 years yep. uh, I mean how hard is it to do that and for us to go back and check that information yeah uh, how, I mean we can't go back for records 30 years unless they're working for the same company true so um, one of the things that I would say is is uh, what is it hire slow fire fast you know and um, and definitely hire character over skills mm -hmm. so when you're building out your culture you want to align with people that you like yeah. you know and people that you feel like you can develop a relationship with and learn to trust and they have the social skills that are necessary to help you grow your business yeah. and especially for someone like yourself you're working in a professional environment with other businesses people are not going to take foul language they're not going to take people who look rough around the edges and i have nothing against people that have tattoos yeah. or or people that have long hair but other people do discriminate in this world. Yeah, absolutely. So Maybe they're at a meeting. I, I wear long sleeves. But you, but you've always presented yourself well. Like you're wearing a nice collared shirt. You know, you're clean shaven. You, you look the part. Yeah. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter that you. It's, it's like when I, uh, when I first went, met one of my first clients, I wore a long sleeve. Right. And then after I got him as a client, I took my long sleeves up and rolled them up, and they're like, "Holy crap, you have two sleeves!" I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah. You have two sleeps. Yeah. Was that going to deter you from hiring me? It's crazy. I mean, you should be confident in, in who you are. And if, yeah. if you like art and tattoos, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but there are, especially in the South here, it's a little more conservative. I mean, weren't tattoos illegal? I mean, yeah. up until the point I moved here until 2000. Yeah, they, they weren't. You couldn't tattoo. I mean, they weren't illegal, but you couldn't tattoo in Greenville. Like, it was like, well, it's a law saying so you cannot well, tattoo. Yeah. In a, I mean, but you, you got to go to North Carolina to get exactly. a tattoo. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I like that thing saying, you know, character over skill. Character you can over have skill. skill all day, but character yeah. is what's going to keep you longer. I would rather hire a guy that doesn't know what he's doing um, any day of the week. Exactly. And just has good character, shows that they can be on time. And there's little stuff that you can pick up on over yeah. time. Those interview questions, everybody's nervous, Absolutely. you know, and, and people say things and they make promises. It's better to put up, you know, put up and shut up. Or exactly, that, exactly. Expression. Well, I like... I remember hearing, um, who was I was talking about? They said, I'd rather have someone that has great character in a blank canvas that I can teach them and show them how to paint versus someone that had a paint and said, this is what I can do, but then they never do that ever right. again. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so. we were talking just before the podcast about this. Uh, I had a, a mentor, Irishman, uh, first generation immigrant here, and, and he, he climbed up in one of the organizations that was a mentor of mine, another painting company. And he calls it GIMP. So yeah. he says, uh, look for GIMP. So look for look for guys or, or gals that have a sense of urgency about them. Yeah. You know, about like, we got to get this done. Let's go get the thing. You know, make sure. They might not have the skill set of what you're asking them to do, but at least do it in some sort of efficiency. They're ambitious. They're, they're right. driven. Yeah. Show, yeah. show that you're willing to, you know, put an extra step in it to go get something when somebody asks you for it. Okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. Sweet. Um, so speaking of mentorship, speaking of like, you know, hiring the right people, you're part of a mentorship group that actually mentors other people, correct? That's right. Yeah. Uh, what's yeah. that called? So it's called DYB and it stands for Double Your Business. Double Your Business. Okay. Double Your Business. Okay. Yeah. And um, it was started by a guy that 
I used to watch his YouTube videos a while back, um, going back 10 years. This guy is ahead of the curve, always wanting to help people. So he built a business and kind of systemized it and helps other people to do that with their business. Gotcha, gotcha. So um, helps them with process, uh, individual coaching. There's a community online. Okay. So, and it's it's mainly painting contractors. Okay. I mean, there's yeah, a couple yeah. other types of contractors. Absolutely, absolutely. nice, nice. But it's a place where they can go and get... If, well, not not well. You're, you have to be part of the group to get more information. That's right. That's but right. you can have you know one on one time, like y'all can have a Skype chat, exactly. or you know you can sit there and text back and forth. There's just a good community where you can build around. Like um, you can have a good network around you that's going to positively bring you up versus having these different players out there that are going to bring you down. Well, that's true, and it also it also breaks you out of your market. So you yeah. might be looking for a mentor in your business um, in a similar business, but that that doesn't always work because true. they don't want to share all the little secrets with you and the nuances. So it's good to have people all over the country. Or Absolutely. The, actually, it's really over the world. One of my clients is in Australia. Really? Yeah. So time zone um, sucks, probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he's he was calling it's, me at what is it, eight and three half, in the eight, morning, eight and a half hours later. Yeah, yeah I had a client in Australia. Trying to trying to book our first meeting was was impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I yeah. might do Facebook uh, Messenger. Exactly. Good series is, is the cheapest way to do it. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. So we use um, we use Zoom meeting for okay. hours, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is cool because you can do screen share and Absolutely. we can show spreadsheets and Definitely. like we talked about before those little graphs. Yeah. yeah. You know, this Love is graphs you here, but you could be exactly <laughs> follow these eight steps. <laughs> um, so tell me this. I always love to ask these questions. What book are you currently reading? I know you go through a lot of books. Even when we used, I mean, we worked out in the mornings yeah. from November to what, February? That's right. Every morning at 6.30, yep. three days a week. We always talk about different books we're reading, different things. And I know me and you are bookworms, but what book are you currently reading right now? So Perennial Seller is one that I have currently in the mix. Um, I'm reading another one about, I read a lot of psychology books. Okay, yeah, so uh, trying to understand why people do the things that they do mm -hmm. has always been a passion of mine. And uh Psychology is uh, is definitely awesome to learn yeah. about. So there's one called On Combat that a friend of mine had recommended to me, and it, and it talks about the fight or flight. Okay. Yeah. So in um, in soldiers and police officers, like the people that fail to shoot that that end up getting killed. Exactly. And yeah. why they behave that way. Yeah. So it's really cool to see the evolution of of the military and how how they originally operated. So, and just to, to share a little tidbit out of the book, they were talking about how people fear American soldiers so much, and it's because of the way that they train, right? So we do live exercises where we're kicking down doors and we're running into rooms and they're firing paintball guns, but they're actually use, utilizing their real weapon exactly. with a different round in it, um, or something very similar. So they're used to holding it and, and firing, and disconnecting in the brain like I just shot somebody yeah um, so originally in Vietnam they were shooting paper targets so they were training these guys in boot camp and they were shooting paper targets or, or World War II era and they were sending them out into the battlefield and they would freeze they would freeze as soon as they encountered another yeah. person because it's it's not a natural thing to take another person's life um, yeah. no matter what your cause is yeah so they realize like oh we need to change up the way that we're doing this yeah. because it's not working Absolutely. you know it's not working a lot of our soldiers are dying and ultimately you know the Vietnamese were better prepared yeah yeah because those guys were fighting for you know a different cause absolutely we yeah, were yeah. we were just button in well I remember there's like, I just think about the psychology of that like I, I've never taken a life so I just think about these guys that take a lot, like that's why I seriously think, like when you're talking about, we're talking about, you know, our armed forces, how a lot of people do have PTSD, and I'm right. like, I believe it. Yeah. Because if I took someone's life, I don't know how I could sit there in bed and be like, I'm fine. Well, like, no matter, no matter. I mean, this this goes back 
all the way yeah, yeah, millennia. Yeah. You know, I mean, as far back as human history goes, it really does mess with people. Absolutely. You know, yeah, and yeah. Um, and they're just now realizing the the adverse effects of it. Yeah. And the reason I'm reading this book is because this is a really close friend of mine. He did two tours in Afghanistan and Iraq, and um, he has a lot of issues. Yeah. He has a lot of issues, and he's not been the same since he got back. And I don't blame him. Yeah. I don't blame him, but he's trying to figure things out for himself and... You know, uh, we continue conversations about this kind of thing. So, Definitely. you know, when he suggests a book, I'm all for it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds like a really good book. I have a book called Biology. It's okay. Like, it's like B-U-Y, not biology. Gotcha. But bi- like I'm buying something. Yeah. It tells the trends of people, like, you know, why they buy what they buy, if it's food, if it's cars. Like, I have a Scion TC 2009, bro. Like, I'm not here buying a brand, brand new BMW. I mean, I know my wife has a BMW, so um, she buys it. <laughs> but she also works but for she does, Yeah, exactly. In her but, defense. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I, I see, you know, these people that, you know, roll into, you know, they always, it always makes me laugh. I'll be driving down the road, and I see this really, really nice Escalade. Right. With some big old tire, 22, 25s, they're, they're nice, but it's a it's a uh, mobile home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, they value their car more than value their home, and but they want to see, it's all, I, I try to, you know, connect that between us as humans want to have nice things like an, an Apple Watch, an iPhone, you know, Beats by Dre, AirPods, that type of stuff, the nicest computer, that type of stuff. But yet, some other stuff they'll devalue. So why do they buy that versus other stuff? And you just talked about you know value, right? You know they value this more than that. Um, but Makes no, sense. But, but psychology is 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 just crazy how people just how they think, how they buy, how they go into those things. It's really uh, it's interesting to see the the transition too. I mean, all this information that's out there now it's changing. Yeah. I mean, I've been reading these type of books for ten years, and and the stuff that they're figuring out about people is yeah. unbelievable. Well, I, I just even think as having kids, both of us is you know the, the psychology of kids nowadays. Oh yeah. All all they're doing is they're on technology. So what are they learning? What are they valuing? All they're doing is valuing technology. That's all. And then uh, I I listened to a comedian that day. He says, "What happened if all the smart people died? I don't know how to build a computer." I don't know how to get on a cell phone tower. I don't know how to get a signal. Says, we all go. We all go back to cave because we don't have to do any of this stuff. But we're so reliant on it. It's so crazy because the internet to me is the most like it's a double edged sword. It's the most awfully wonderful thing that <laughs> exactly. ever happened because yeah. all of the information that you have access to. Yeah. I mean, think about kids writing papers nowadays. I mean, how long does that take? Yeah. I mean, as long as you're sourcing the correct, you know, material, that's a big mm-hmm. thing about it. It's also it's it's equally as damaging because the misinformation that's out there yeah. is yeah. unbelievable. Well, there's as they, as they, I hate to say this term, but like fake news, like that type, like it's fake, fake fake information. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's they get so people much riled up. Right. Like, uh, for instance, we did an HGTV prank. Don't know if you watched that. I did. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know how much hate I, we got? Twenty-one thousand views on that video. Wow. Almost 90, 98% were, I hate this, screw y'all, go to hell. Like, so much hate on all these comments. Wow. But it was because it was a fake prank about HGTV. But ultimately, but, yeah, it doesn't matter because, I know, but, because but, they were super excited about that car. Exactly. <laughs> but, but in the same sense, it's one of those things that, like, you know, there's so much, I can put out misinformation, people will believe it, and then they'll get mad that it's misinformation. So that's what, that's. Yeah, but you were transparent about that I, from I the think, very beginning. Yeah, people people get in their feelings yeah, a little yeah, too yeah. quickly nowadays. But like you said, the internet is a double edged sword. It really like, is. You can dive yeah. into YouTube and learn so much crap, but that some crap it just it do, you don't need it. Like well, and our daughters are on the same age, so I mean, I feel like we're we're having the same conversations with them. But there are times when I walk away and I go, "What did she just do to me? Yeah, like yeah. what? How did she? <laughs> how?" 
wow, I said yes to that. Yeah. You know, and I'll, yeah. I'll go talk to my girlfriend. I'll be like, she got me. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> she sure did, didn't she? You know? Yeah. Like, oh, will you buy me this? I'm like, no, I'm not no. buying you. That's crazy. Go get a job. Yeah. You know? And then next thing I know, we're going to that store. I'm like, yeah. what? Well, how did I get here? She somehow <laughs> yeah. circumvented my own subconscious. Yeah. yeah. So we talked about what books you're reading. Uh, who inspires you? Key people that inspires you. Uh, wow. So I really, I'm really big on following business magnates. So like Elon Musk is a guy that yeah. I'm always following. I know he's, he's a, a great story. He really does. Um, I, I like following a lot of guys on there that, that are kind of rags of riches. So one guy that I follow is hardcore closer. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know yeah, him. I do. Um, so he's, I think he's a funnel click funnels guy, yeah, but he was like pre Click funnels guy. He, like, he yeah. was before Russell Brunson. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, maybe I don't know about the come up as far as when he he did. Uh, but I really like following his journey because he's a guy who's in prison, yeah. you know. And I have a lot of respect for people that that go to prison and really make the right decisions to change their lives and turn them around. And yeah. the fact that those people have opportunities now nowadays is awesome. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And we've hired ex convicts, um, you know, and and with total you know comfortability with that absolutely um you well, know. They, they honestly when you think about ex-convict they're very humble yeah they, they really are it just depends on the mindset of what they're doing when they come out true that's the biggest true. thing is because someone will come out saying hey i need to get a job i need to provide for my family i did my time hey now so look to the horizon some others like you know screw it i was in prison i'm gonna use that as a as a sort of a, a cape and wherever i go that's what i'm gonna say there there's been a healthy mixture you yeah. know sometimes it backfires but i i try to qualify and and see the nature of their crime and, and the age that they were when they committed it because I, I mean you know how influences, especially nowadays, yeah. um, people are easily influenced and Absolutely. follow and make bad decisions. So yeah. most of the guys that we've hired have made one bad call. Exactly. You know? yeah, yeah. Like grand larceny from someone's house is not a really good fit when we were paying home, so that's not a good one. So, yeah, yeah. you know, all of that or domestic, dis you know, violence and Definitely. things of that nature. Well, so. I remember, um, obviously, my dad was a pastor and everything, and we used to you know, deal with the homeless, deal with the people that came out of jail, deal with orphans. I mean, I lived in Europe for three years, and so seeing the people that sort of, you know, they go from rags to coming out to doing a fresh start to get back on their feet. It's it's very humbling, but also it's a it's a great learning curve. Like, listen, if I made a mistake... It's inspiring. It, it's I can still do this. It's really inspiring. Um, actually, one of my one-on-one -on -one clients is a former convict, and he does so much work in his community. He's, he's in Milwaukee. He's a great guy. Um, has He was in gangs. He was gangbanging, and... Um, the advocacy work that he does is, yeah. is bar none, man. Well, nowadays, I think if they, if they, if the younger generation had, I mean, I know I'm, I'm a millennial, I, I know that stuff, but, but if the younger generation had someone just that following to talk to, to engage with and interact instead of going out and, and hanging out with these groups that are dragging them down, if they just had that one person to tell them that type of thing, it would save them from so much hurt later down the road. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, man. Um, but anybody else besides Elon Musk, uh, Hardcore Closer? Um, uh, I mean, you know, the usual is I listen to Tony Robbins, uh, Grant Cardone, um, you know, I take everything he says with a grain of salt. <laughs> He's like, get that money. Yeah, yeah. 10X. <laughs> 10X. We're doing 10 podcasts today. <laughs> Why do one? You can do 10. Yeah. No, I love it. He's like, um, yeah, what was that thing about? Oh, he said something about a jet. I can't remember what it was. He was like, he's like, um, money can buy you, um, Money can buy you like a car, but it can't buy you a jet because yeah. he has a jet, and that's all he's about right now. So he used to be about his his Rolls Royce. Now he's about yeah. his jet, and yeah. there's gonna be something else after that. I'm gonna see. He's gonna have a yacht. He's gonna have a 10x yacht. He's probably gonna buy a country. <laughs> a 
Yeah, just name it 10X. Island 10X. 10X Island. Or Cardonia. You know, honestly, I'll tell you right now, I really like his wife. Yeah, yeah. Her story is really cool, too. Well, I'll give her credit. Like, with how much he runs around, how much he hustles, and she's right there with him, and they have two daughters? Yeah. Like, that's crazy thinking about... How much they go around? I know, obviously, they make they make a crap ton of money for yeah. going to speak. I, mean, I remember, I remember when um, the growth comes, comes like, uh, get Grant Cardone one on one training. I was like, oh, I want to see how much this is. Yeah. I was like, holy crap, like eight hundred thousand dollars. Okay, well, uh, uh, nope, not this year. Maybe yeah. next year. I'm, yeah. I'm joking. I got a good but, friend of mine. He spent some money, had a personal dinner with him, and yeah. he got a lot out of it. You Absolutely. Know, he, I, mean, he has so I much asked knowledge. him if he regretted it, and he said no. And he's like, I never will. I said, that's good, man. That's yeah. good for you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean. Also think those those times to because if I had a dinner I wouldn't be eating yeah like I just have a book so okay but I always have my audio recording I just just speak let's just yeah. talk and right? like you said with the mentorship they need to come prepared have the questions because you can go to a dinner with anybody and dinner will be over an hour and you've learned nothing right so if you went to that dinner and learned something took away they were talking they were definitely talking so, he so. got a lot out of it in fact uh, they just closed on their eighth property as a couple friend of mine. And eighth? Uh, they're eighth in they, uh, two years' time. So they Grant actually gave them a personal shout-out on his page a couple That's days awesome. ago. That's yeah. awesome. Another guy that I really love um, is Andy Frisilla. Yep. And I just, that dude is so raw, you know, and authentic and real. And he's not, you know, selling some BS story of rags to riches. Like, this guy lived on a dirty mattress in one of his stores. He sells supplements. But he has such a phenomenal story, and he really works hard. Yeah. And he also gives back as well. I mean, he commits a lot of time to doing a podcast. He has a number one podcast on iTunes, um, and he shares these phenomenal phenomenal strategies and yeah. shortcuts a lot of people time if they're starting a business. He Absolutely. can really be helpful. Absolutely. Well, I just think those... Those type of people, I mean, a lot of people don't dive into those every day. They, yeah. They just, they get in their same rut, their same routine every day, Monday through Friday, and then they go partying the weekends as Monday through Friday. And they don't, I feel like they don't go and listen to people like, you know, Jeff, uh, oh, Amazon guy, Bezo. Bezos. I, yeah. I always mess up his last name. That's right. I'm He's authentically white. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say anybody's name half the time. Doesn't um, matter. It's crossing paths with him. It's probably not going to happen. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, him, Grant Cardone, Gary V, um, Andy Forezik. I, I mean, I, I sit there and I, I try to dive in. Or even, um, I like Simon Sinek. Yeah, um, Simon Sinek is great. He's um, great. Uh, who's the Who's that guy that started Quest? He, he has uh, the... Um, Tim Ferriss. What? Tim Ferriss. Quest Nutrition? Yeah. Wasn't that him? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe wrong. I don't know. I can find him on my phone. Don't Anyways. quote that. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. It's, no, it's uh, Tom something. Tom Lo- Tom B- Bailu or Bilu. Yeah, but yeah. You know, he has a little podcast too that he. Yeah. Said, and I think Simon Sinek was on it once. Okay. Talking about how much do you love your wife? That type of things so that you can't yeah. quantify. That it's not right. a specific number. Can't measure that. Um, but that I mean I love diving into those things almost every day to every week or even like you know I'll be driving down the road listening to Audible or something like that and just trying to dive my mind in every single day or every two days into something different to try to get my mind thinking different. Well, and that kind of lends back into the internet age as well. Um, when I was a kid, they had books on tape, yep. right? On uh, cassette, for those of you who know what that is, you millennials. I'm going to bring one up. Like, what is that? Yeah, it's a new, exactly. New, so, new phone. And they and they weren't readily available at the bookstores. Yeah. You had to rent them, and it would take forever for them to come out. Yeah. Now, these books are getting released instantly. Exactly. I mean, And they're being read by the authors, which I love books yes. being read by the author, yeah. because you get the real taste and vibe exactly. of the, it's not one of those of like, the story. I'm an English man speaking yeah, on yeah. the topic. Thank you for talking to Audible today. I got, <laughs> no! I got, I got War and 
piece one time. So my, my former boss and I would trade out. I, I was actually a member of Audible when they would send CDs. Oh. So, yeah, this is Like probably, when Netflix sent CDs? That's right, you were still in diapers. Oh, you're yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> they would send you CDs, so we would trade out. And yeah. I got The Art of War, okay. which is one of the most famous yeah, yeah. literary works. Sun Tzu is the author. It's a very difficult read, but it's, it's a mind-expanding read, yeah. right? So and it was... It was narrated by Joe Montaigne, who is this actor from the 80s, like big time, like police, you know, actor guy. And I put this thing in and I about fell asleep. I mean, I, <laughs> so just, it was, it was so monotone. It yeah. was the worst, you know, yeah, I don't yeah. think, I don't think Sun Tzu is going to, you know, come <laughs> out of the grave and read it. So probably hard to get the author, but I would I would encourage people to definitely preview the audio and make yeah. sure that it's something Absolutely. that you can listen to. Well, that's what I love Audible. Audible will let you preview the audio right. before you listen to it. But yeah. what I do, and it's so hard to do this, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I also, it's a bigger investment. Is I'll have I have my Audible obviously account that charges me seven ninety five to fourteen dollars. Because sometimes people are like I want to cancel. Yeah, I want it for three more months for seven ninety five yeah, off. Right. I'll do that every time and try to get a somebody to spend fourteen dollars. <laughs> but then I'll go buy the book. Right. And then uh, while I'm listening to the book, I'll be reading the book and have a highlighter highlight key spots. Yeah. It's so hard on Audible to go back and find that one spot that you want that you want to listen to. Even though I know you can bookmark it, but I like to have that in the book so then I can go back and flip. So then you're buying the book, you're buying the audio book, you're listening to it, and you're reading it as it's going. Yeah, so well, I think it's I think it's good to learn how you how you learn. Well, I mean, there's know? there's visual learners, there's people that hear, um, people that have to write down. That's why back in the day when we get in trouble in school, I want to throw down my teacher. I want to, and they make you write it out a hundred times. So then it's not because you it's not because you uh, said it. It's because you wrote it out and you saw it. What were you, Bart Simpson? <laughs> I mean, that. I mean, I, that's what I thought of when I did that. I, I mean, I'm a PK kid. The PK kids are not the best. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Um, no, and, and it's it is really important to know that know that about yourself and yeah. what, what yeah. how you learn. But for me, I'm I'm an audio learner. Absolutely. So I can hear by somebody explaining to me Definitely. how to Definitely. do something. I, I I paint a visual picture in my mind if it's if it's something technical. He paints. A visual like picture that. in his head. I see yeah, that. Exactly. No pun intended. No pun, no intended, pun intended for painting. Right. <laughs> so, um, what's one of the most important lessons? Right. Okay. So, first of all, I didn't even get to ask you this from the beginning. How old are you? How old am I? Thirty-three. Thirty-three. In your thirty-three years of life, what's the number one most, or maybe like top two most important lessons you've learned in life? I know it's a big question. It's a little deep question. Yeah. Uh, thirty-three like, years. I would say don't rush. Okay, don't you know, rush. Don't don't look for instant results with things. Okay. I mean, you, you can look in somebody else's life and say, oh, you know, why don't I have that? And, and compare you, don't compare yourself to others would be number two. Okay, you know, don't compare don't, yourself to others. Don't rush to achieve what somebody else has or, or what you're looking for, and don't compare yourself to others. I think I think that second one's the biggest one. Yeah. Because we're all, all of us as human beings, me and you talk a lot of different things, and I won't bring it up in the podcast, but, you know, we'll see what other people are doing, and then we'll sort of like try to connect us like, well, is he really? Are they really doing that, or are they are they, they walking the walk, talking the talk, or are they you know just you know, faking it till they make it, if that makes sense. And sure. I, I, there's obviously different pros and cons to that on both sides, um, but no, don't compare yourself to others. I found that the hardest thing to do in the past year because I watch all my competitors. Oh yeah. I've had to just stop. Yeah. Unfollow, unfollow, yeah, unfollow. Yeah, just don't do that to yourself unless unless you have an opportunity to work with them in Absolutely. some capacity because you're a smaller business. Like, Definitely. And give you a perfect example of this. 
I have former employees of mine who I've helped start businesses because they just weren't being challenged enough. And I said, so go do it. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you want to do it, do it. And I give them jobs. And yeah. we have a great relationship. Absolutely. So you can really, um, you can get a lot out of that. Yeah. And it really depends on the capacity. I mean, if you're, if you're following somebody who's exactly where you're at, they might have some different clients. They might have different opportunities. You never know where that stuff comes from. Absolutely, absolutely. No, I... I Totally agree. I want to build a culture of people that want to go inspire and do stuff. And so they can say, hey, I helped them grow that. Yeah. Now they're doing their own thing. And if they need to come back and talk about anything else, I'm open book. Absolutely. Open door, I should say. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, perfect. Well, Greg, thank you so much for being on the show, dude. I Thanks appreciate for having it. me, man. If y'all ever need any contact with Greg, how do we get in contact with you? Uh, so, I mean, a couple of mediums. Um, you could try uh, try a little Instagram action. That's usually I'm pretty active on Which there. Which Instagram? So, so all right. Here like, we go. We'll, See? We'll dive into that. So, I only have five. Only, only five. five. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, I have ones for the business. I yeah. run the one for DYB as well, um, where we're sharing a bunch of knowledge on there. So, that one is DYB underscore coach. Okay, DYB uh, underscore coach. That one is is a lot of a lot of information shared on there and that that pertains to all businesses not just for painting so absolutely you definitely. asked a good question about hiring that was something that we covered in our podcast last week nice. we talked about the hiring process and what we do to vet people out absolutely. or to, to build our culture to invite people to come to us definitely you know that would be like a secondary part of that question or, or answer that question is that you need to build your culture for absolutely. that um, then the other thing is uh, the other one is adventurous underscore entrepreneur so I always I, love that name. I forget it's easy to find it. I forget how to spell it myself. So <laughs> adventurous it. underscore entrepreneur. Just yeah. type that in, so it'll pop up. That one, um, I'm sharing a lot of the journey, and, okay. and I'm my my goal with that one is to reach, especially young entrepreneurs, younger guys than us that are that are just trying to figure it out. Absolutely, and, and help them along the way. Definitely, definitely. And obviously, I want to put a plug in there for uh, DYB's. Uh, uh, podcast as well. Yeah, yeah. Is it just DYB podcast or is it DYB coach podcast? I mean, you know what? That's a good question. That's a good question. I think it's DYB podcast. Okay, I, I, I think so because I remember it's on it, iTunes. We're seeing it real fast. I just want to make sure. So if people want to learn more and listen to, you know, hiring the culture, you know, all that good stuff that they just did last week, if they can tune in since they're going to hear this on Blackwell, boom, go to DYB. Yeah. It's uh, DYB Podcast on iTunes. DYB Podcast. Yeah, so you can subscribe to that. It's a weekly episode, uh, and we're discussing the same things that we are here, but we, we dive a little bit deeper into specific topics. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I know this is more about Mr. Greg and Greenbro. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, getting, getting to know some of the Greenville entrepreneurs, absolutely. too. I think it's great what you're doing, and totally support it, and love watching them and listening yeah, and absolutely. seeing the other businesses as well. Now you can watch yourself. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'll ever catch this episode. <laughs> no, exactly. Well, thanks, Greg. Well, guys, tune in every Monday, 9 a.m., for the Black Wolf Podcast right here. See y'all till next time. Thank you.